Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Not Boring Business Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Redman, founder of YourV1.com. This is not suits and handshakes business. This is not boring business. Let's go. I mean, I guess it's whatever, but I'm excited. I'm excited to meet you. Thank you. I'm excited to meet we you. Have, we have recorded, okay. so we've started, Okay. and here we go. Are you familiar with the, at all with the Not Boring Business podcast? Sure. Of course I listened to a little bit. <sighs> okay. What, what were your thoughts? I thought it was pretty cool that you did that, and you wanted to like figure out how people did what and yeah. by a certain time. I, thought, I think that's awesome. <sighs> See, that's what you get from podcasts. I think a lot of- I think a lot of people want to start them, and I don't know. We get like anywhere from like 500 to like a thousand downloads on each episode, and it's kind of cool to see like the traffic and the response and a lot of the stuff that comes with it. And eh, it's just a, a piece for me to like eh, exit my personality. You know what I mean? I think <laughs> well, it's like your personality. Yeah, I like. I don't know. I really like it. So. And I, I think you get people to follow their dreams and, you know, work hard yeah. and believe and encourage know. people to do what they want to do. So I appreciate you coming on here. Thank Everyone, you. Everyone, Not Boring Nation, this is Stephen Levy. 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 Okay. What, what? How do you decide if it's Levy or Levy? That's the way it was. It's just you grow up and <clears throat> your in parents school, say. they always said Levy. But some people say Levy. Eugene Levy. That's maybe. what I mean, yeah. Right. I don't know. I know Sarah Levy. She was coming on the podcast. All right. Stephen so Levy. like Levy. Yes. Okay, Stephen Levy. You got it. Go give a little background. You've had a lot of successes and we'll get into a bunch of it. But uh give everyone not boring nation a little bit uh, a little bit about yourself. Uh I grew up on the East Coast and uh I moved here when I was 24 to be an actor and I didn't know anybody when I moved here and I started an acting class and uh in that class not in the beginning but in that class uh Adam Sandler <clears throat> Oh, hey. Janine Garofalo, uh, Faith Ford, who's on Murphy Brown. Uh, there were a lot of people in that class, but obviously Adam Sandler was became the most famous of all of us. And, uh, and then after doing that for like three years, I decided that maybe I would be better behind the scenes. So someone had said, well, why don't you try being an agent? And I'm like, well, do, do I have to give up my career? And they kind of said, well... What career? And it's <laughs> kind of true. And that if you really miss it, if you really miss acting, you can always go back to it. Sure. So I kind of like fell into becoming an agent at this little agency. Uh, at a now, boutique agency? Well, you could call it that, but you sure. Mostly up and coming people. But um, yeah, I started at this little agency and it's so funny because uh, someone said, you gotta go see this show. My, 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 my friend Molly is in this show. And, and I went to see the show and there was a, a girl named Molly Shannon and she uh, was doing these characters with a guy named Rob. It was called the Rob and Molly Show. And I don't remember this. And she says after the show, I went up to her and I said, you're gonna be on Saturday Night Live and I'm gonna get you there. And I thought it was so queer because I would sure, never sure. say that, but she says <laughs> I did. And then the rest is history. And then it took three years and they rejected her the first time, and then I kept calling this woman named Marcy Klein, and I tortured her for two more years, and the second time around, they took her, and they flew out here, and they came to see this show, and she got it. And what was, year was that? 
1993, and then, right, and then yeah. she got added in 1994 is when they added her. And it's funny, Molly was my first client when I became an agent all those years ago. I was trying to like find people, so I went to this show and I found that. I think that's insane to me. And one of the things that is like still perplexing to uh, people here in LA where um, it's easy to go, oh, I want to rep like Brad Pitt but like finding a Brad Pitt or a Molly Shannon at the beginning, what are some of those things you look for? It's so funny if I could tell you all the ones I found in the beginning for years, maybe later. And and it's funny, and, and five people fired me in one year and no one had ever fired me before. And, and it was so devastating because I thought, no, I, no one's gonna fire me. And then and one person, his wedding was at my house and his baby shower was at my house and he's and and he fired me. So uh, I was like, wow, I guess I'm not really your friend. And that's when I really learned that it's a business. And sure. for the most part, they're not your friends, but then there are some who kind of are. <laughs> I think, I can't help it. I can't help it. I don't know how to do it any other way, but uh, it's true. But I, it, it would suck for me because I even have that mentality with like uh, people who I work with, right? Like it's hard to be the boss somewhere and be their friend at the same time or like people that you just meet or people that buy from you like customers or whatever i want to help so much and it's just like oh fuck but like me too this I'm, line I'm, has to be drawn I, unfortunately there's no lines there's it, right there, there aren't and, and you do learn the hard way and people hurt your feelings and you, you you realize that it's a business but but i think we are who we are and i think that as much as you try not to care so much and not to give so much sometimes you can't help but do that yeah, but you do learn if people aren't nice to you, or oh my god, I wish I could tell about mean clients. There's one that I hated. It was the meanest. Name I wish I could hold up a sign. I can't. <laughs> oh god, I hate his guts. Uh, maybe on the next podcast. Are they big? Are they big? They they. I can't say a word because if they uh -huh. if they heard it, they would know. It's so funny. I want to like tell you who it is. Are they? They're big enough that they. Yeah, sure. They've been on shows and they. Okay. I'm so scared. This person uh, even won a couple Emmy awards. So, oh shit! Okay. Yeah. Yeah. In front of the camera. Yes. All right. Maybe I shouldn't say that. He's not a client anymore. <laughs> we got to think. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Anyway. Uh, yeah, but, but 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 that was my biggest lesson. When people are really mean, truly yeah. mean, mean to you. Like and, mean to you. And abusive and cruel. Yeah. You would never you would never believe it. And, and it's usually because they're plotting because they, they know that like they don't want to pay you money later on. And they're like figuring out like how they can avoid you and, and uh, how they can avoid like having you take your vig usually when you do a deal for, for, for an actor you do like a six year deal and at the end of six years the contract expires usually you redo things along the way you try sure, to sure. renegotiate but this specific person um, was waiting until the end of a deal to expire so, so if there was like a renegotiation they could say you know push me out beforehand so it kind of made me the enemy and did all these awful awful things and, and well what's funny is cause i watch enough entourage to know that like you know you normally think the agent is the fucking asshole right that tries to get out of whatever he can or take more than he wants right or more than like the maybe the actor or the talent well, wants. well on that show the actor was a nice guy he really yeah, right he, vince was a good guy that i think they painted him like what and he was no, i know a lot of are like that a lot really are believe it 98 percent of the people that i work with are great people i swear they're great people and even if people are narcissistic it doesn't mean they're not good people you know sure. they're but yeah this one person is not good but you live and you learn, and I and again, that's why you can never stop learning 
learning that it's a business and you and you do start to learn not to give so much to the people who don't give anything to you. Mm. You just start and, and you can still do a great job and you can still be professional, but you don't have to give that much. You sure. just don't. You don't. How how long into a cl- uh, client uh, client agent manager relationship do you figure that out? Oh my gosh. Years sometimes. Yeah, okay. Sometimes it takes years. And also you can get into an argument with someone over nonsense and literally you'll never hear from them again. They might be like, you weren't nice and they'll send you an email. I don't want you to be my manager anymore. You were mean mm. to me. And then, and then just, can you, yeah, like you never existed. Just like that. Has, wow. has anyone slipped through your fingers that you were like, fuck, I wish I had this. I was this close to getting this guy or gal. Well, that's so funny. You meet with people over the years. You know what I'm saying? So sure. I, I met with Alec Baldwin once and that was the greatest okay. and he would, didn't, you know, he didn't go with me. And sure, you meet with lots of people, but no, no one who like I took early on and I believed in yeah. it and they, no, and they ended up becoming, mm-mm. so I don't know. Nothing. Any, none of those people. Okay. No. So you're... You're an agent or a manager? I was an agent for 13 years, and then and I had never lost a client. And then in that one year, I lost five clients who were with me from the very beginning, with like Molly. Mm -hmm. And I was, and they all left for. They just say it's not you; it's the agency. And what happens is, if you work at a mid-sized agency, they leave. When an actor reaches a certain level, they just and they leave and they go to a big agency. Doesn't mean that it's right or wrong. It's just the way that it is. So. Either you have to accept that or you have to leave. Or for me, I became a manager because usually they don't leave their manager. They stay right. with the ma- sure. E. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have right. that relationship. And, um, <laughs> and most people end up staying with the manager. And that's what I did. See, I but you can manage. So the pros and cons of being a manager in the entertainment industry versus being an agent. Managers can also be EPs on yeah. things, right? You can, and also you really have a much more personal relationship with the client when you're a manager because when you're an agent, you're responsible for like 100 people and you spend your day getting auditions, lots and lots of auditions for everybody at the agency because that's your job. Whereas you're a manager, you kind of make sure the agent's doing their job and the publicist is doing the job and the lawyer's doing their job and you know, you, you're the, the team captain and you keep everybody together and make mm. sure everybody's you know, helping each other and working yeah, right. together, kind of. As an agent. Okay. As a manager. As, well, as okay, as the manager. Right. But you can only have so many clients as a manager. Right. I'm, I'm literally thinking of E and how E broke apart. Right. Like when he had like I think it was like Anna Ferris as a client or That's something. That's hysterical. Like that. Whatever. I stopped after like year three. Yeah. Having multiple or no, no, oh, stop watching, watching the, show. the show. No, but I think you can have like twenty clients as a manager. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think you can because you always want to have young people. You always want to be, be developing somebody new and trying to. You know, young people drive everything, everything. And then you want to have great older people too because sure. they work too. Like they're the, are the what, what is more like the, the higher earners or the whales? Like I guess you can have both, but as you get older, you kind of get, do you get paid more for being? That's a great question. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, hopefully you get a little more each time. You get right, a, yeah. a little more each time. And, and uh, then you try to get a little bit of the back end if you can and you try to be more creative on the deals. And yeah. sometimes they say yes, sometimes they say no. It depends on how much they want somebody and- and you know it's the world of eth- ethnic, and you okay, know unfo- sure. unfortunately that so white people are so discriminated, which is so funny because <laughs> it's ridiculous. I mean, not really, but it's the truth. That now, if you're white, you know you you can have a part in a pilot, but then all the other roles should go. They uh, try to yeah, go yeah, diverse, yeah. Right. and in a way, that's the way it should be. You know, but I think everybody should be judged equally. Right. And and if there's a Caucasian actor who happens to be as good as somebody, but doesn't work that way anymore. Well, I'm really like, wh- when did that stop? Like. 
I guess now that you know that the Me Too and everything, all these things should come and bubble up, and right. they should we should be where we're at. Right. So it's just like I don't know. The pendulum swung so far. I mean, it will swing back, and right. it will it will fall on the fulcrum. Like it will it will even out like over time. Like it, and if you're truly really fucking, good, I don't want to hear any excuses from either side. You know what I mean? Like I'm a very no bullshit, no excuse. Like, dude, I came from the fucking trailer park. Like, I don't want to hear where you came from, how hard it is for you. Right. Everyone either. has their shit. Right. Like, or people so, who want to blame other people for what they yeah, don't have. And, they, right. and it's someone else's fault or someone else is taking a job away from them. Then work harder. Don't let anybody take your job away from you. Right. Work harder. What? That's like work, absurd. <laughs> work your ass off. You know? <laughs> yes. I love it. Okay, so uh, trial and tribulation from when from like being a manager or from going from agency to your own management company? Did you go right from being an agent to running your own management company? Good question. I ended up going to, I, the way that I became an agent, I worked at a little agency and then a little bit bigger and then a little bit bigger mm. and then a little bit bigger and then a little bit bigger. Most people like started a big place and do the mailroom and a training program, and I didn't do that. So when I decided to become a manager, I actually went to the biggest management company there was, and it was called AMG, and, yeah, then, yeah. It, and then it became The Firm, and a guy named Michael Ovitz, who built CAA, had built this company, and he was really good to me and really nice to me. I'm a big fan. I'm such a big fan of Mike Ovitz. Really? Yeah. I love that you know. You know, he did a lot of stuff. I just read his book. Wow. And in perfect timing. Uh. So he was really amazing to me. It's funny. And my mom lived with me at the time. I had moved right here from the East Coast and she lived with me and he had gotten my mother's phone number and he called and after I had interviewed with him and I met him, he called my mom. That's how good he no was. Shit. Was. He called her and said, your son's unbelievable. You should make, make him come and work for me. I'll take good care of him. I mean, he really did that. So I did. And then three months into that chapter, they fired him. They pushed him out, and a guy came in named Jeff Quantnitz, and it became The Firm. Mm. And it was a totally different company. And then I think I survived like eight more months, and then I got fired at the end of it. And I had a two-year contract, and I was like, fired? Really? You're firing me? And I was so happy because I hated it so much. And it was the first time when I ever worked in a corporate place where I, I, I really believed that no one cared if I lived or died. Like they thought I was a nice guy, mm -hmm. but it's something that, you know, who's going to get that office? Who's going to be that? They really, and so it was kind of good to leave there because it never right, felt sure. good being there. Um, so I did that corporate thing. And then I ended up partnering with the two women that I'm partners with now. I think 14 years ago, 15 years ago, I don't even know anymore. And when I was an agent, when I was an agent, I had a lot of clients with these women and they were the manager and I loved the way they did business and I trusted them and they were the perfect fit for me. So I. There you go. Much Are you better. good? All right. That's Dude, better. you sound so much better. Better. Some, some gooder there? There. Better. That's perfect. Okay, good. There you go. There you go. Okay. Everyone much will better. appreciate the adjustment. Really? Oh, we, we just adjusted. Okay. Oh, yeah. Much better. <laughs> All right, good. Uh, where were we? Uh, the three, the ladies that you partnered yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, and I love them. And I, now we work together like 15 years, and they're amazing, and it couldn't be a better fit. Very happy. Okay, I want to go back to Mike Ovitz then, okay. now that you know Mike. Uh, like, he was just I such a leader. I don't know why he was so fucking ostracized. I don't get, I don't know. I wasn't around then. Like, I was 13 years old by the time he was like, <laughs> like at Disney being a president. Right. So, like, he had left. Right. I heard he did a lot of really mean things to people, and I and I never saw 
that, but I heard a story, his best friend was Ron Meyer, and they started yeah. CA together, and there was a property in Malibu that Ron Meyer wanted to buy, and he told Mike about this property, and then Mike went in and bought the property. He admits that in his book. Oh, he does, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, see, so things like, to his best friend, to his best, so. Well, I, he says that Ron fucked him out of the Universal gig. Really? So That's like. so funny, who knows, I don't know. I, I love this stuff, I, I, you feel really bad for the guy, the guy was on top of the world. In like the, the 80s and early 90s. And then it almost seems like every relation, <coughs> every relationship that he ever had completely fucked him. It just seems like that, not that he's a victim. No, and the, and the people that I've spoke, spoken to who still work at CAA, who worked under him, they don't have one nice thing really? to say. They say horrible, mean Shit. things. They don't even wish him nice things. Really? Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know. And he was really nice to me and kind. And he just to me, he was a leader who wanted to like turn his business over to the young people. He literally wanted to give it to people. So I don't know why these people turned against him. And I don't know. I don't Man, know what he did. How many? How long did you work for him at AMG? Well, well, only four months. Okay. And then we kept in touch for a while. I'll call him every year on his birthday, and he always loved it. And then we lost touch. Now it's been a while. How long's that been since you've touched base? Probably ten years. Okay. A little less uh -huh. than that. A friend of mine uh, works for the Raiders, and he was thinking about buying the Raiders at one. But it ended up not of happening. Of course. But he was thinking about that, so they, he came down for a couple meetings, and I think I saw him once, and it was it was good to see him. Do you think? Well, they played on that. Di I love bringing it. We'll just we'll go on and talk about a bunch of bullshit. On okay. This. But like, I just rewatched the Entourage thing. I don't know. I can't get enough of this show. I love this show. All yeah. all five seasons or six. All seasons? All eight. There's eight. There were eight. I just now it's like background noise for me, so like I just I listen to I watch it all the time, and uh, they actually play on that dynamic I believe toward the later season, uh, maybe maybe seven eight season. Ari Gold, who's the man, the right. the agent, the power agent, they say how he's trying to bring an L, a team to L A. and and uh, uh, NFL team to L A. But they also play on the fact that he hasn't been paying attention to his clients anymore. And that was kind of the dynamic where he was taking on bitter, bigger deals with brands, shit like that. And he wasn't paying attention to E anymore? And he wasn't to paying e attention to, to E or Vince. So like, oh, Vince, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, So people, so I thought that was very Mike Ovitz-y. Because they, they brought actual Mike Ovitz up in during that time, during those couple seasons. And I was thinking to myself, that's one of the things he says in his book that people were resenting about him is that he was taking huge brand deals from like Coca-Cola because he made right. he made the idea for the polar bears, the Coca-Cola polar bears, and brought in tens of millions of dollars to where uh, other people were just bringing in one, two, right, from their client work. Right. So like it built like this resentment toward everyone that he was focusing on other areas of the business and not the talent. I don't know. I just feel like Mike Ovis may be the greatest deal maker of all time. Me too. And it's amazing how he got such a bu bad rap. And it, it, I don't know, the top of the world. He was yeah. the king. And then the I, king. I know. Like I his know. clients. How do your clients go? Uh, they fought tooth and nail for these people. Like, and then they just go. And they created deals that no one even heard of. It was right. crazy. Uh, yeah. And it's funny, when I met with Alec Baldwin, it was with Mike Ovitz. That was, oh, was we it? We had that meeting together, which was great. And he and Alec was a CA client at one time. And I think he ended up staying there, which is yeah, sure. ironic. He ended up not He's leaving. He's still at CA, probably? I think so, but I don't know. Oh, my God. I know. I love, I love these stories. Kind of like, uh, 
I get excited when I talk about like the puzzle that is LA. Like I, uh, a mentor of mine um, and one of my best friends, uh, he was Patrick Whitesell's assistant at CAA when he ran the film uh, department. How long was he there? He was there for two and a half years from like oh 99 to 2001. And he saw so much shit. Right. And I'm like, when like Patrick was like kind of nothing and just on the on the come up, and he had just gotten to that desk, and I go, holy shit! He told no, me no, but he had like he had Ben Affleck. And, well, yeah, he, he had had Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, right. and he had those guys in like the mid '90s when they were nothing. So it's just like really hard to believe. Like, how do you find these diamonds? Like, what do you look for? If I had a, if there was a quality that you looked for, like, what is it? That's so funny. Well, first of all, I think a lot of these guys, especially the bigger agencies, they 99.9% of the time don't find any of these talent. It's after they've gotten a movie, something's been right. sold, you know, or someone else has discovered them. But uh, it's such a funny question, and people have asked me that before. It's not even a tangible thing. It's, just, you know, it's, it's something, and also, you really do, like Molly Shannon was such a hard worker. She would pack people in to get the, she would do this this one woman show and she would have people come and she would follow up with note cards and she would call them and call them and call them and make sure people would show up because the more crowded it was, the more laughs there were. And you know, it's it's all part of a package. You have to work hard. People don't realize that people who, you know, who are famous work so hard, sure. so hard. And on auditions that you know, like, yeah. The, the harder you work, no one go. No one knows what it takes. Right. To, There's no. Like, I don't think there is like a secret ingredient. Right. No one understands. They they look at it and they judge you when you're there, and they go, "Ah, oh, man, dude, you're so lucky." And like, no motherfucker, this was eight years of my hard work, right. blood, sweat, and tears. Right. right. To it's make true. any of this happen. Eighty plus hours a week, grinding my ass off. <laughs> right. Like that is the that's the point. So like, how long? When did you think that you arrived? That you were like, hey, was it when you got Molly Shannon? That's hysterical. I I, I don't know if I've arrived yet, but yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, um, oh my god, when did I think I've arrived? Uh, when you got your first hater, maybe you suck. No, I think when I got to take my mom to an Oscar party, and she got to meet John Travolta, and she got to have wow. so much fun. She was in a wheelchair. On purpose. I mean, she needed the wheelchair, but she milked it, and she knew what to do, and was so charming and funny. And uh, that was a, that was an amazing night, and that was a big party, and it was at Spago in Beverly Hills. And I don't remember how I got in uh, to that party, and she was so happy, and it was so much fun. That was an amazing night. Um, and I remember taking my mom to the uh, Streisand concert in 2000, the Millennium, in Vegas, and I remember that. And she got to go backstage after and meet Barbara, and that was a big deal. And I, it, the best is being able to give back to our parents, who I think give so much to us. Absolutely, that they they were my biggest moments is when my mom got to live here the last five years of her life and share my life with me and go to things and be part of things, and and uh, that was the best. Where are you from? The suburbs of Philadelphia. Oh, okay, cool. How old were you when you first made your way out here? Twenty four, and I didn't okay. know anybody. Uh, and I and I packed the car and I moved here to be an actor. It was just so ridiculous. But I thought and and I moved here on a I drove here on a Wednesday and I got here the following Tuesday night. There was an acting class and I started my first night here and Jesus. I went to the class. I really did. And then you know 
the rest is history. But I didn't I, know anybody. I think you have to be somewhat psychotic to do that kind of stuff. I think like, so. You have to have a screw loose. I don't know. Like <laughs> I did that same thing, and there was a, there was a time when I moved out here from I moved out here from Michigan, and like two weeks in, I or maybe like a week and a half in, I go, would it be that embarrassing if I just left? If I just packed up all my shit and went back. The one reason I did, I was so afraid. I was out here by myself. I too didn't know a soul. Did you come to be an actor? No. Oh. Fuck no. <laughs> like, I didn't want that hard life. You right. know what I mean? Smart. Where, where I was like an actor and I was wait, waiting tables. Like, I, there's no fucking way. Like, like you with the whole mailroom stuff. Yeah. I am not, I get all the time, oh my God, you would be great. Be an agent. And I go, I, I'd fucking kill someone before I s- was in a mailroom, like work my way up. Like I'm not doing any of that. Right. I've paid my dues in other ways. I agree. I'll make different avenues. Um, but the only reason I didn't move back is because I couldn't afford it. I feel it. Like I feel like there's just something like things are meant to be. Right, and, and that was supposed- the best thing that ever happened to you that you couldn't afford it. There was a guy, he was a janitor, my first consulting firm where I consulted the studios. Um, he, we were at this beach and he said to me, he was like, let LA grow on you and you will never want to leave. And true true enough. Six months later, it was like the saddest thing ever when I was like, oh, maybe, maybe we, maybe we'll have to leave. Maybe we'll have to leave in five years. Like fast forward. It's been six years now and six years, six years. That's pretty great. And you met your wife here? Uh, no, we met in college. And she came out here together? She came out here a couple months after I came out. So that's when I knew I wanted to marry her. So I bought her a ring when she moved out here. And then I gave her the ring a year later when she stayed out here. <laughs> so <laughs> I wasn't going to propose to her and then, oh, she'll love this. But like I wasn't going to propose to her and then have her go, oh, I want to move back. So like I wait, I held on to the ring for a year. Cause you knew she wouldn't want to go back. Cause I knew she wouldn't want to go back. Maybe once she was out here, but I wanted to be sure. So when she was out here a year, never complained. Cause I was forcing her to move out here and she loved her job at that time. And she, she loved her life. I knew she would love California. Um, and <laughs> dude, uh, I proposed, she loved it. And she, she's now, she, she's like, we can't move back to Michigan ever. So like, it's kind of like a, I don't know. I think we're all here meant to. We're we're exactly where we're meant to be. Yeah, of you know. I you think would, so. You stayed out there. I would have never met you guys. Yeah. yeah. See, so. speaking of meeting, oh, uh, that's Mitchell. Mitchell, say hi. Hey, little guys. <laughs> <laughs> Mitchell is starting his own podcast. He met S- Stephen at uh, Sam's Bagels. That's where I work at. One hundred percent. So Stephen came into the shop and um. He asked for his original pumpernickel bagel, and um, so he was asking me if I uh, if I eat the bagels, and I'm like, no, not really. I try to stay away from them, and um, he's like, why wow, you work out a lot? I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I do actually. So, so Stephen went on, and um, he's like, let me show you something, and um, he showed me a picture of uh, of how he used to be. Uh, yeah. And I was the first. My face was priceless. I was really shocked. Like I was like, no way. I was just like. I was like, that's an amazing, amazing transformation. Um, so, Stephen, tell us a little bit about your weight loss journey, and uh, yeah, it's a funny, whole, whole different chapter. Uh, so, 
12 years ago, 12 years ago, I had gastric bypass surgery because I had gained and lost weight so many times in my life and every single time I gained it back and I really didn't want to have stomach surgery because I thought it was the biggest cop out and like mm. losers do that. Everybody else could do it with diet and exercise. Why couldn't I do it with diet and exercise? But I couldn't, I just couldn't do it. <clears throat> so I made the decision that if I was really going to have gastric bypass surgery, that I'd be the number one in the world. And I'd be better than anybody. So I had the surgery and then they said, for the first 30 days, you can't do anything. So I didn't do anything and then on day 31, it's funny, I talked about my mom a lot. When my mom died, I gained about 80, I was I was fat anyway, probably 80 pounds overweight, and then I gained another 80 pounds, probably when my mom died. So I ended up being 160 pounds overweight. I lost 163 pounds, and I've kept it off now for 12 years. How how fat was that? 320. Oh, Jesus. I weighed 320, oh, okay. and now I weigh 160. And how tall are you? 5'9". Five, nine. Five nine three twenty. I know. I wish you could show. I wish you could show you guys. That's but what I mean. We'll have to post the awful. picture. Oh right, yeah, yeah, terrible. But I uh, and I. So on day thirty one, I got on the treadmill and I was only able. I was so fat that I could only do seven minutes. So I did seven minutes, and then the next day I did nine minutes, and then the next day I did thirteen minutes, and the next day I would, and I just would try to do a little more each day, a little more, and then after I did, I got it up to an hour, and then I would do an incline of 1.0 and then 1.5 anyway, and then I ended up getting up to an incline of 9.0, and I would do it for an hour every day and lost 163 pounds in a year. Wow. Uh, in a year? In a year. In no a year. Way. And they don't tell you that, you know. They don't tell you that you only have a year to lose the weight because at the end of the year, you can eat so much more. Like, think about it. You're having a, a, a surgery to close off your stomach and give you a new one. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. So you can't eat a lot in the beginning. But then, you know, month after month, you can eat more and more. And that's why people gain it back. You have to figure out why you eat. And, and not even eat why you gorge and go crazy like yeah. an animal. But, but anyway... Yeah, so at the end of the year, I lost 163 pounds, and then I started working out. For, I just did cardio to lose the weight, and then I started with the trainer and the weights, and I, you know, went crazy with all of that. And then I, you know, I would work out with with weights four days a week, and then I would like spin three days a week. I was obsessed. And now that, I'm not as crazy. As that's I what was. I mean. You, so you had to become obsessed. How important was it to become completely obsessed important. in your head to like I need to do this. Otherwise, I will fail. Listen, you see a beautiful girl walking down the street. She's beautiful because she works really hard to look beautiful. I mean, you see, you know, a guy or a girl with an unbelievable body. They, they work so hard. I'm at the gym, and I'm like, are you? Like, and the people who work the hardest, who are like dripping, they look amazing. Yeah, and and sure. so, so fat people, any don't realize they think it's easy you and I talked about this they think it's easy for certain people and it's not easy for anybody it's hard for I mean yeah some people yeah, are genetically yeah. born and it's a little easier but for most people you look you want to look good you work hard to look good tell me this because I'm a little bit of an asshole when it comes to this uh, and I'm hard on myself too because I ballooned I th I'm 5'7 and at one point I ballooned to 207 I was fucking gross. I can't imagine. I'm so hard on myself. I think right. I'm 177 now. It's like I'm 30 pounds from that, but That's I'm still good. 27 pounds away from what I was normally used to. Like 150 to 160 is where I would fluctuate. And I'm still somewhat disgusted with myself, like <laughs> honestly. <laughs> but I've I've learned to, like I used to gorge, right? Like I used to, 
I used to eat, and then when I was in, like, toward the latter days of college or, like, when I was stuck in Michigan, like, after college, I would be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna follow up this dinner with, like, Jimmy John's and then, like, oh, some treats. So I would have, like, dinner B. You know what I mean? Like, dinner. Like would you would dinner. you let people know that you had dinner B, or would, would you sneak that? Uh, My wife would have, like, snack B while I would have dinner B. So, so you would have it with her? Yeah. Because most fat people... Uh, I, yeah. I told Mitchell that it's closet social. eating. No, no, you sneak oh. it. You oh. pe- yeah, and, I wasn't em- that embarrassed. Oh, well, I always had the mindset that I'll lose this in a week, but like that weeks turned into like right. months, and the months turned into like. Wait, M- Mitch knows this story. I, I was, I would go. There's a, there's a right here. It's so funny at the corner of Crescent Heights and Sunset. There's a McDonald's, and I would go every single. Day mm. every morning, I would go and I would get three egg McMuffins, and on the way home, I would get three double cheeseburgers. But it was different; it would vary. Like I wouldn't always get the egg McMuffins and the cheeseburgers. I would get one, but I would overcompensate. So every morning when I go, and Jesus was the guy at the windshield, the, the, the drive-through, because I would go, I go, Jesus, good morning, good morning, and I was so embarrassed. And also, when, when a fat person goes to a drive-through, you order two drinks, so the drive-through person thinks you're ordering for two people. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's one trick of many drinks. No, no, I'm serious. <laughs> So you order, so he, so I would go so much. So hey, Susie goes, hey, Steve, 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 you come to my wedding, and he gave me a wedding invitation because and I got because I went so much, and I was oh so, and I God. and I got invited to the drive-through person's wedding at McDonald's. <laughs> I didn't really think about it, and I brought and I brought it. I didn't go to the wedding, but I brought him a wedding present. And like sure. if that wasn't a wake-up call, and then I was telling Mitchell also when when you, when, when fat people order food and you have food delivered and there's no one else in the house, there are two things. One, I would leave the shower on, like. I, I, they would hear the water and think, and I and they literally you would hear them ring the doorbell and you'd be like, "I'll get it," but there'd be no, so you would you, the door per, the the, the would think there's other nice. people right. No, it's, it's it's not. It's sick. I don't, it's sick. Well, I'm telling you right now. I love that as a hack. You know I'll I mean? get it. I'll be right. Th- no, 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 no. I'll be right back. The, the delivery guy's here. Oh, that's even better. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, oh so I get thousands of them. So anyway. Um, but I don't. But to go full circle to what you asked me, I didn't want to play those games anymore. I didn't want to be fat anymore. I had seven prescription medications that I had to take, mm-hmm. and I was forty-two. I had sleep apnea. Do you know what sleep apnea is? Where you have to yeah. wear a mask to breathe. My legs were so fat that you could push on them with your finger, and the, your the, in, the you know it would stay indented because I had such edema, like swollen leg. Oh man, I was. It was a sin. It was I was so unhealthy, and now I'm you know the complete antithesis, which is amazing. Twelve years later, and still okay, yeah, but yeah. I'm not as obsessed. I I mean I still go to the gym a lot, and I, you know, and but I'm not as obsessed as I was. Now two things: one, uh, how does that affect your confidence level? Like for me, being this affects my confidence level. Like I can't. Sometimes I talk at colleges and universities. I have less confidence, I remember, than I do like if I'm just 10, 10 pounds lighter or 15 pounds lighter. And I go, I'm always constantly, like when I was 207, I was 200 pounds, like even 190-ish. I was like, I feel disgusting and I, I don't want to put myself out there. Right. Like, and then I just cry myself to sleep. <laughs> oh, it's very sad. Like, it is, a, it is a sad situation. I know. I remember tearing up when I was like 207 yeah. and going, I'm fucking gross. Like, this is the most disgusting. I'm I'm hard on myself, and I'm almost as hard on other people as well. Right. Because I don't think there's any real reason to be, not, not like what I'm at. Like this is fine. This is like a normal human being. Right. 
You look great. But like 207 as your 5'7", or like what at like 320 when you're 5'9". Like there's no excuse outside of we like to go through the drive-thru or have dinner be. Right. It, would you fight me on that or would you would you be like, you, there's no excuse to be like morbidly obese? It, it, no, and also I, I was saying it, it's, it's sneak eating. You know, most fat people don't eat in front of other people. That's why I love that you mm. did it in front of your wife, but most people don't. You eat a salad in front of other people and then you go home and you eat. <laughs> but it's true. Yeah. It's the truth. You work at a bagel. You, like, they, they don't eat in front of them and then they're... You know they're eating the bagels like you don't. You know someone's not looking. You're putting one in your pocket. No, I'm serious. You wouldn't. I mean, it's 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 crazy. I could tell fat stories and listen. I would go to a support group every Monday night and I tried to help people. And then I, you know, you have to want to help yourself. And also, I was the biggest liar of them all. So when fat people would lie to me, yeah. I'm like, but 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 the thing is, I'm not fat anymore, so I can't be mean. It's very weird. It's a very strange so dynamic. So you can't be mean. Not appropriate for I'm, me to say anything to even to a fat person. It's not appropriate anymore. I'm not fat anymore. I mean, I could show them my picture and say, but it's kind of offensive. Interesting. Know? I still rag on like trailer trash, but like, you know what I, <laughs> I mean? I get it. Of course. You know? So like, or I tell people like, dude, I don't, fuck your excuses. I was too, I was fat as fuck. You eat, do you? You know what I mean? Good. I do sometimes. Right. Some people hate me because <laughs> I, and I'm just like, come on. Like, I really rely on that, like that judgment, like where it's, I know you're you're telling me you're eating fucking almonds and right. yogurt. Right. I know you're sneaking shit. Right. You know? Yes. Right. Yes. And also, and then people say, what's the trick? And how do you keep it off? And the same way anybody does. There is no trick. You eat right and you exercise. Like, And people don't realize, again, it's like you don't have to work out like a crazy person. You can go for a walk. You can go literally go for yeah. a walk around the block. That's, the, the People create these rules of what you have to do. And that's why they, they get lazy and they don't lose the weight. It's like it's e- it, it is easy. You just if you eat a little bit less and you move a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. You're going to lose weight. Like every day. So, like they, every day. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Weekends, I, not as much. People don't. I think it. I re- a lot of times I think it's like with any any other accomplishment in life, like if it's not immediate or you don't see immediate results, people tend to give up. Right. Right. Like so in anything in in success. Right. It's this took me three. Dude, I've been a poor entrepreneur for three and a half years before I made any money. Right. Like before I made anything. So like for me, it's kind of like yeah, you see, I had a good year last year or the year before. Or this year is great. But you didn't see my down, my three years down for right. Yeah. right. You didn't see the three years where I had, like, I look amazing. Now, you didn't see when I was a fucking fat shit <laughs> and I wasn't taking Instagram photos. Oh, right. So to answer your question, it's so funny, but I literally lost the weight right when social media kind of, like 2008. Lucky you. So it's so weird that I, you know, lucky me is right. Because right. I don't know what I would have done. Yeah. And, and it's funny, though. I had a mom, I'm an only child, and my dad died when I was very young, and my mother, every day, you're so handsome, you're so talented, <laughs> and let me tell you, I was horrible. I mean, oh, I'll show you pictures, but and I, but I believed her. So I remember, you know, mm. when people wouldn't like me, I couldn't, I was like, why? I, I thought I was so great that I couldn't believe that you're not attracted to me. I, I just couldn't, it didn't make sure. sense. And then, you know, like I was delusional, I was fat, right. but I didn't know that fat, you know, and then I learned, and then I learned a lot. And well, then you were like, okay. And I was so embarrassed. What was the wake up call for you? Then like, cause you said you were sneak eating. Oh, right. And like, what is, ever, my whole thing was seeing, dude, I remember it plain as day, looking down at my 
translucent scale and seeing 207 and going, what the fuck has happened? This is going to hit 210 and it's not even going to be like... Uh, I, I, I I had to go to this golf tournament in Wales with a client and it was actually fun, but I was so fat that A, I remember I had to, had to take like, the airport was so big in London that they had to drive us from the gate to the, I mean from the the lounge that we were in to the mm-hmm. gate. I'm like, oh, I was so embarrassed that I had to take like that thing that beeps as it goes through the airport because I was so fat. That was one. And then when I saw the pictures, when I saw the, and I deleted uh, all of, I'm uh. so upset. I had saved two and I wish I had them all. They, I was so disgustingly fat yeah. and I couldn't believe it. And I finally knew what I looked like. And I thought, oh my God. God, and that's when I made the decision to have the surgery. Because that's I, when that was that was that was the moment. Because I just it was I was revolting, and I was so unhealthy, and I there was no reason. My mom had been gone for two years, and I had mourned her. I had an amazing husband who was so supportive and kind and loved me. And ugh, I don't know how he loved me fat, but he did. You're still with him? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so he's seven, wow. seventeen. He years. loves you. I know almost 17 years he does love me and I love him but I I just realized that I was so selfish and I was so unhappy and I deserved to be happy and I and I and and I didn't want to be unhappy anymore and it was that simple and I just made the decision to change everything and I did and I just did something's gotta click I think some you have to hit they they just call it that that rock that proverbial rock bottom yeah you know, for me, it was tears. <laughs> I don't know. My, no, and it's funny. And then success-wise, I think everything started. It just got better then. And, you know, we talked about the red carpet. I don't know how, you, yeah. you know. But I always was so, I felt so lucky to be where I was and so happy to be. And that, and that I looked good and that I wasn't, you know, fat anymore. And I could wear clothes and I got to be with clients. And I was so proud of them. And, and, and uh that it was just so much fun to be able to share all of that and be able to share it on social media, especially my friends from high school. Sure, I was so yeah. fat and I had an afro and braces and oh. Uh. Do you ever look back and go, man, if I looked like how I looked now. I can't like, even imagine. Like twenty, like when I was 30 or when I was 28. like I could say the funniest thing, but I'm not saying it. No, okay. why not? <laughs> I should, but it's, it's not funny and it's not appropriate. I'll tell oh, you later. Dude, but, this is the not this is not the place to be appropriate. I'll no, tell you that. Anyway, what was the what you, what you I, I, if you go if you would have uh, went back, like, do you ever feel like? And I know it's terrible to like look back on stuff. Well, look, if I if I give you the, the the serious answer, especially when you think of like the, the what the '80s was and what AIDS became and all that, like, thank God I was like asexual and I didn't have any kind. I didn't sure. do anything because if I you know if I was I don't know what would have oh. happened. So. You know, I could have horrible. Th- right, exactly. Hey. So horrible things could have happened, and I could have gotten sure. sick, and so horrible. So in a way, it was good that I. It's funny, I had no confidence when it came really hmm. came down to it. So I didn't do anything. It was like an asexual being until I. Good for right. Lost. So like, it all worked out. What the a end. silver lining. I guess so. I guess like so. Just mit- the risk mitigation. Maybe, maybe, and I, and, and who knows what I wouldn't have done or what I would have done, and 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 the, the, it's so funny. And this isn't really a funny joke, and I maybe I shouldn't tell it, but I already started it. When I first lost the weight, yeah. there was a, someone goes, "Oh, I, Stephen Levy might have AIDS," and I was like, oh, "Thank you so much. Thank you so. <laughs> I could 
can't believe it. I look that thin. And we do, you know, I couldn't, it was just awful. But I thought people think I look that skinny, that I look sick. And, I, and, I, and that was the like the biggest How long compliment. In, like, I lost it in a year. Think about losing well, 163 pounds so in a year. So these were just people that hadn't, hadn't seen, seen you. me. And I, and I was I was unrecognizable. I mean, it, it, really unrecognizable. So people didn't, and I would tell people about the surgery, and I still would. And I, and I encourage anybody to do whatever they need to do for themselves to lose the weight. But you have to figure out why you're fat and what you're why you're eating. Sure. Whether it's drinking, I don't care what it is. Whether it's sex, whatever the compulsion is, you got to figure out what it is. And if you don't figure out what it is, you can never get a grip on it, and you can never fix it or Agreed. live with it. That's what I think. So like a lot of a, a lot of the big things that I do, like why I stay trim or f- fitter than I was, like I've learned now to like balance it, not overeat. So like I've learned the science that if I actually just walk to Sam's instead of drive there from the office or take my, we got a dog, we adopted Ozzy uh, last fall because we wanted, my wife and I wanted to go for more walks. It's these little things plus not eating like a fat ass that like are like, okay, you get you can stay with I still eat in and out, right? And I'm like, I'm I'm happier with the way I look, but like I could still lose 15, 20 pounds like and be But I think it's so happier. important like you said too to you know eat whether you eat in and out or like when I go to Sam's you don't even know this, but if I go and if the bagel's not warm enough or if it's not fresh enough, I throw it out. I won't eat it. Like I have crazy rules because I feel when they're warm. I mean, they're they're. I mean, it's truly an like like a life changing experience. Are you experience. not making his bagel warm? Well, it's not up to him. Okay. It depends what time you come. Like if you come early in the morning. So, but it's and even like I have crazy rules at the Gelson Salad Bar. Like I have rules everywhere. So, and the, the biggest trick: if it's great, eat as much as you want. Eat every bit of it. Eat till you're sick. And if it's not good, not sure. none of it. I just don't. I try not to, especially with garbage. But if it's good garbage. <laughs> I eat it all. So how how does that work with like being a busy, successful individual? And th- I, f- I find it hard where 20 people a day, I'm not kidding you, and Mitchell's one of these people that wants to meet me every part of the day. So I get like actually no joke, no hyperbole, maybe 5 to 10 requests, maybe 5 to 12 requests. To do something? To do something every day where it's like, let's get coffee let's get breakfast let's get lunch beyond time i'm thinking how do i eat all this or consume all this garbage with like trying to put it like not being the person that's like no no nothing for me i i always want to get something well today i went for lunch i had spaghetti and meatballs because that's what i wanted so i had three meatballs and i had a you know and I had some of the spaghetti. That was it. Mm. That was it. So I think you, you, you just, and I think you mix it up. And I knew I was coming here tonight. So I'm like, oh, I probably won't eat till late. You know, so I knew that I'd have a little bit of a heavier lunch. I just, you just got to be aware. But you know that. <laughs> but listen, people, but you have to really be aware. I mean, you're at, how do I keep off 160 pounds, which is right. insane. But I'm aware. I'm just aware. But I live my life. I, eat what, I go to Sam's Bagels, not every morning, but if I work out really hard at Crunch, I go right, right, right over to get a bagel, sometimes too. It depends. And I don't, and I reward myself every single day because I yeah. think people stop, or they stop having all carbs, or they stop eating. Eh. No, you go crazy. I could never sure. do that. I don't want to not eat anything right. for me. I just don't eat McDonald's. That's the truth. You don't eat. I McDonald's. never had fast food again. That's See, that. I still never again. That was done forever. 
Fast food, never, Forever. ever. Done. Uh, I don't really I, consider In-N-Out fast food. I know it is. I don't really eat it, but I would have an In-N-Out cheeseburger. That's a nice little caveat. Right. right? Like, I eat it's a little no better. In, I don't consider In-N-Out fast food. I guess it is. Of course it is. But it's, <laughs> it is. Uh, but I've had no fast food in 12 years. None. No, I Maybe can't. In-N-Out. No, In-N-Out. except In-N-Out. Maybe. Right. A couple burgers. I can't do, uh, I can't not do hash browns from McDonald's. What? I'm sorry. Like, I'll walk there on the way. I'll be like, You're so uh, funny. That's I your thing? That. That's my thing. And I'm like, whatever. I'll just get a green juice, too. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? In addition to this, I'll stop by Trader Joe's. I'll get a but green juice. But that's good. Well, I think, but that kind of, I think it complements it. You have yeah. the green juice and the, that's you know, what I mean. Right? It's like, I count calories, kind of. I kind of. So, like, I know that hash brown's only like 1, 150 calories, I think. I think it's a little more than no. that. No. Really? Don't tell me that. All right. I think it's 150. The last time I looked at it. <laughs> that's not it, that bad if it really is it. That's what I'm saying. So I I eat that. I try to leave like one of the butts, but the butt's my favorite part. So I try to leave something in the center and I eat from both sides. What do you mean the butts? Like the edge. You call them edges? Edges butts? Well, yeah, that, the butts. <laughs> I don't know that expression. No, like the butts of the bread. No one wants that. I don't know that butts. No, you don't. You mean the edges of the bread? I never heard the word butt before. Yeah, like the 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 ends the okay yeah all right you've yeah. never heard the butts of the, the no have you my first time actually too. this is your first time yeah. i've never heard the term butts i swear anybody in that nation like please email <laughs> me in i want to get a count on this if people know butts people, yeah if people know butts like the butts of bread uh-uh. i call it butts anyway okay. no i think there's a name and i can't remember what, for the, the, cr- the crust the crust yeah, people say crust did you say butts but i say butts for some reason oh okay I don't know now. No, Mitchell now and I have I'm, never heard butts. No, yeah. now I'm funny. being made fun of. We love no, it. So uh, one thing, um, one thing I want to go back to Kay. is like the and my, Mitchell. Do you have weight loss stuff? Um, Ask a weight loss question. If you can give anyone that's if you can give anyone advice that's struggling through it, through like the either weight loss, depression, or anything, what would it be? To just believe that it really is possible. You know, it's when I was at my fattest, I didn't believe that looking like this existed. I just didn't because it wasn't it wasn't p- possible, I guess. But it but it is possible, and that's the thing, is that people have to have hope and 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 also go slow. You have to go slow because it's forever. Like it's forever. And I think people do these diets and these fads and these things and then they lose it and they gain it back and they lose it and they gain it back. That's why it's like you want to have a hash brown? Have mm-hmm. a hash brown ever have once a day. Right. Have your hash brown. That's have important to you. Have it. If you, keep, you count calories, that's perfect. But I I would just say that uh, that, it's, that it is possible. So that's what patient. I would say. Be patient and to know that it is possible. And it's hard. It is hard, but it's good hard. But yeah. it's fun to, like, hard. Fall in love with the process, right? I think so. But it, but I know because I've been both. I know how I know how unhappy fat people really are, and how lonely and depressed. Not all the time, of course not, but sometimes. And I know how much better it is on the other side, and how much nicer you are to yourself, and how much happier you are. And then all the people around you, all they want is for you to be happy, and then they're happier. You know that too. You're happier when you're skinnier. Yeah, I am. And you're nicer I know that to yourself. For a fact. I'm way nicer to myself. I way more clear head, way more clear head, way more focused. Way a be- I'm a better person when I feel better about myself. Would you, you see know? any motivational like uh, videos throughout your journey? Or you None. Just, you just motivated yourself. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Yes. Because nowadays, question. I mean, me as an indi- as an individual, I uh, I kind of get motivated like by The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, you know, stuff like that. 
I love him too. too you know. What do you watch? Video? You watch videos? On YouTube, yeah. Like, I'll what just... does he have? Workout videos? Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, he has like workout Arnold, videos. Arnold and stuff like that. Yeah. They do? Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah, so it's kind of like. Do they tell you what to eat also if you want to bulk yeah, up? Yeah, they train. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's insane. I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah. But you're a fitness guy. Yeah. So coming out with your fitness app and shit. Yes. You know what I mean? So. Okay, fitness is fitness is over. I want to die. Okay, all right. Just to cut fitness. Is fitness good. is yeah. over. Yeah. We're good. I all get right. I get somewhat depressed thinking I've got my goals to it. You guys are fucking fine. I'm sitting here going, my fucking fat ass could. I can't believe that's a, what you think you're. I seriously insane. think about this. I'm gonna show you. I want your genuine reaction to this picture. Are you ready for this shit? Ready. I'm gonna show you this. And you're gonna go. What the fuck are you? doing? Is it a skinny here? picture? So like, uh, no. This is my what I was when I was 207. Holy shit! You look at that fucking garbage. Wow. Come on. Yeah, man. Now I'm like 30 pounds away from that. That's not bad, but I, un- I understand what you're saying. What, what, yeah. What's with the tight T-shirt? Th- that's the T-shirts I wear right now. So like, I've never changed my T-shirts or my jeans. Were you ever that heavy before? Oh fuck no. How did that happen? Are you ready for this? This is what I'm normally. What I'm normally used to. This was when I was 24. Holy shit, you would work out a lot. Yeah. Is that different? So oh, like yeah. this. That's what I was like 24 there. 24. So you also had like a th- like a fitness thing also, right? Or that was a before picture. That's you. Yeah. Well, then there's no excuse. <laughs> exactly. There's no excuse. Exactly. There's no excuse. That is why I. And you, st- so- by the way, and you still look great. I'm not saying that, but well, if, but if you not like what, like you look, I like, know. and you're married, like, and she, you know, like at no. at twenty, at, in my mid twenties. So it wasn't even like, oh, that was me in high school. That was me. I just got had like this depressed spell where I was stuck in Michigan. And I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was going anywhere or doing anything. And that's when you went to the gym like and a that, crazy person? No, that's when I got fat. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I moved out here. Then I lost the 30 pounds. I lost like maybe 40 pounds and I gained 10 pounds kind of over time. And I just haven't worked out as much. But like, I don't know. I'm, I love you guys are in shape and shit and now motivating me. But now you're going to work your way up into losing another I got to stop pounds. eating fucking Sam's bagels <laughs> is the f- truth. Do you go every day? Yes. Yeah, you can't you go. go it's you disgusting. Can't, you can't go every day. Even this morning, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to go this morning. But like, you can. I no, just... are you ready for it? They save bagel. They save my bagel for me. Yeah. What do you get? I get a whole wheat everything. And a whole wheat everything egg sandwich. So egg and bacon. But I get it scooped. That's good. You know what I mean? Of course. Yeah. That's yeah. a little better. Mitchell's yeah. scooping it for me. Yeah. Like he. What goes, time? What time do you get your sandwich? Ten. 10 o'clock, maybe. Yeah. See, he, yeah. he you, you go at like six thirty in the seven in the morning. The bagels are literally burning hot. It's like dough. It's oh like you no can make, way! You can make dough balls. It's oh, it's yeah. they're incredible. That's why you. Really I mean. Warm. It's hard. I mean. Oh yeah! Wow. Yeah, they're incredible. Like that's really tough. But you don't need them. You don't care when they're that hot. But if you were to do it, that's when you would do it. Oh yeah, of course. And they yeah. smell so good. It's like, yeah. oh, but you're not yeah. sick. We have the sickness. Like I don't, he doesn't yeah, have it. Yeah, we have the disgusting. Like, 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 like you talk know. about it, dude. I have to. Well, you know what? Bet, the, the, cats out of the bag now. My wife's gonna know that I go there fucking every day. <laughs> but like, dude, it is. I have to hide it from her because I don't want her to be like. One is I don't want to be like you're spending fucking eight bucks a, t- a day on bait, and I'm like. 
ah, but she's going to be like, you can't eat that every day. Right. You and that's another thing. It's so overpriced. A dollar sixty, a whatever it is, like two bagel. What is it? A dollar thirty a bagel. Is it? Yeah, yeah two sixty. Are you? Ridiculous. Yeah, what the hell? And I do it. I, I'm like, oh. <laughs> I it probably costs like 30 cents to make a bagel. Yeah, if, that's probably true, if, right? If, if even that much, yes. How much is it to add the egg and bacon, though? Is six bucks a, a decent you, deal? You, I, I don't know. I don't ever get I don't that. know. It's five ninety nine. Mitchell knows. That's another thing, too. And if I do it, plain. Nothing goes on it. You can't have butter. That's my, if I get a bagel, I'm lucky enough to have it. Nothing, I can't have no, anything on mine's it. mine's got to be egg, bacon. <laughs> I, I have never gotten anything different. And I have always gotten that. I know. Since I've known you three years ago. And you go every day. Okay, this is, you're making me feel so. No, I love it. I love that you have your thing that you eat every day. Not at all. Like maybe like four to five times a week. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to be honest, in the last three months, it's been really bad. But like normally it was like a couple times a week. At least minimum. It's been really bad. You That's know what I mean? Hysterical. It's been like in the last two months, it's been like every single day. But uh, I don't know how to get over it. It's been such, it's hard to get out of that routine. I fall in love, and I think a lot of times we get routinized with our lives. We get adapted to it, huh? Yeah. Like I know my route from Toluca Lake, where I live, to the office here. And I'm thinking, I know how to get there. I stop by Sam's. Then, like, Sam's helps me cut the traffic from Fairfax <laughs> and then to Crescent Heights because that's fucking gridlock. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, I just love – I fall. In, I have my coffee, and my coffee's got to be right. And then I come here, and I'm not kidding you. I sit on that couch. I turn on this TV. I start my day. That is how I get going for the day. And I, I start off with, like, a fucking bang. To ruin that entire routine is really, really, really difficult. Wait, wait, when do you eat again? So if that's like your breakfast. And you, w- yeah, I don't. Three? I normally don't eat lunch. Maybe eat, I eat lunch at like, eat I more. eat a little something at like maybe, I have a green juice or something at like four. Yeah, and then I think you can have an egg sandwich in the morning. That's what you're you having? You think so? Yeah, All sure. Right, that makes me feel better. Of course. I'm obviously again not getting obese, but I'm not losing weight doing that either. Mm, right. But you're not eating that much during the day. I think you should. <laughs> I think you just need to find a, find a, I guess like find a way to exercise a little bit. Yeah, I know. But you try to fucking ex. Well, you're working a lot though. Yeah. Yeah. But it's really hard when you've got so much shit to yeah, do. Yeah, that's true. You know, yeah. that's what fucking sucks. I mean, it, it really comes down to priorities, honestly. Like, if you really, really, really want to lose weight, you're gonna have to find time to. Yeah. And you guys are going to have kids at some point. So before you have kids, you can still get up early and go to the gym. Yeah. Right? It could always right? be worse, I think about. Right. Like my, because I talk with uh, my team like late at night. That's like sometimes like 10, 11, 12. So um, one o'clock, two wow. o'clock. So I don't wake up until late. Yeah. And because I normally pull like really late hours here at the office. And then I leave here at like 930. You do? I go home. Uh, yeah. That's it's, a lot. It is. I'm in a lot of bad cyclical things right now where I'm just like but it, it, it tends to work and I feel like a lot of things are meant to be I don't know bad cyclical I don't think you've bad anything you don't think no I just no. work all the time people say I'm a workaholic no, that's not bad it's a good thing it is a good thing. Yeah. It's funny. I'm married. It'll be 17 years at the end of this month. And Congratulations. He, he, thank you. And he works a lot. And it used to piss me off. What does I, he do? He's a trailer editor. He makes movie trailers. Where at? He's like the king. The company he works for is called Buddha Jones. Buddha Jones. But Bill does um, almost all thrillers and uh, 
every horror movie, literally every. He's working on uh, the new Tarantino, and he's working on the new uh, hey. new It. He did the old It also. Yeah, okay. He oh yeah, he's amazing. So he, but he works really long, and I used to get so pissed, and I said, "Your job's more important than me," and then it's nothing to do with me. And sure. That, and now I accept it, and then if that's the worst thing I have is that you know I'm married to someone who works too hard. Boo hoo. Yeah, you know, I'm a very lucky person, and I know that now. Very so, grateful. but don't you work those hours too, or not? But the difference is, I can work on a phone call. I can. Mm. He, you know, he's actually like in an he, edit bay. Right, we can do whatever right. we want anywhere. He right. really has to be editing in. And the, and the sure. good thing is, when he comes home, there is no more work. That's like how all. my wife is. My <laughs> wife's like, I need my desktop with my extra monitor. I'm not doing shit when I get home. She will get home at ten, ten thirty, eleven sometimes that late oh it's it's bad well she doesn't okay full disclosure she doesn't go in until 11 oh all right so like i mean but still and but she, still that's she works in playa vista oh. so like if she and we live in toluca the drive is pretty so the drive yeah. is horrendous up until maybe 8 30 9 o'clock anyway you know but still at the same time you're like we eat late you know kind of like bad why things. did you, why playa that's just where the job was that was just like full screen media it's so like far, it's such though. a great gig for her and she makes decent money and loves her job. Can you move a little closer? No, I fucking hate anywhere closer. <laughs> I would hate it. Like I love where we live so yeah, much. Yeah, Toluca is amazing. It I just, uh, it is and everything. There's so much to me. around there, and yeah, yeah, people don't realize. And it. it's quite. People don't realize it. Looks like it. It's beautiful. We were just walking through there, and it's like uh, there's like so many. Oh, speaking of, uh, Ari Gold's house <laughs> from season five to eight is in there. No just, way. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's where they filmed it. You mean? That's where they filmed it. That's yeah. so funny. I didn't know. That. And I didn't. I didn't realize that until like just the le- this last time that I was uh, I was watching through it. But like Steve Carell is like a two blocks away from me. So like there's a lot of TV stars there too, and there's no ev- there's no fucking like tourist bus. Right. Like going like oh yeah here's this guy and here's here's this house so it's so quiet too. Right. So I love that. But uh, back do, to do you, do you know who Jason Statham is? Yeah. You know, do you know who that is? No. You would love him so much. He's like oh, an action star. He did all these movies called the Transporter movies. You don't know Jason, Jason? Statham. Oh, okay. Look him up. Look up S T A T H A M. So tonight, when I before I, I walk him, and Jason Statham was out walking with his son on his street. He lives on a street in Beverly Hills, and I walk the dog, and I and I he had just there was a whole thing on Howard Stern and he listens to Howard and I was so excited to tell him and I went up to him tonight and I said Did you? and he was so nice and he was and he and he remembered he was just there you know at, oh him you know yeah, who that dude. is Hobbs and oh, Shaw yeah. guy oh yeah he's awesome so it's so funny uh, but what did you say? That you said something that made me think about him. What was the last the thing? The quiet you... neighborhood. Oh yeah, yeah, and usually it's so quiet, and I felt bad because it was his neighborhood. I didn't want to bother the poor guy, but I yeah. but I knew that he'd be excited. And then I got to tell him this whole Howard Stern story, and it was very fun. But I was loved... he entertained by the story? Yes, yes. Okay. He really loved my story. He the, loved okay, it. this is what I love because when we were stalking you on Instagram, you have a picture which. Like you kind of validate everyone that is on Instagram or like has some social presence, and you're like, you have a picture with almost everyone who won an Academy Award. No, no, I wouldn't go that or far. Or like but a some, Golden Globe, some. right? Or, 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 right. Or, or Emmys, sure. And I'm different. like, that's not a fluke. That's not a, like a mistake. Like I just came here. No. And you're very, it, you seem very I kind of like enthusiastic. Me. Yeah. Is that the word? Yeah. Where you're like you you realize where you are and what you're doing and the perspective that not everyone gets to do this. Right. 
and you don't it doesn't go to your head no i think that people are a lot of people who do what i do are very pretentious and would never ever i go up to every single celebrity whether i know them whether i don't know them and you know might take a photo with you i'm such a big fan take a, and i act like i'm a fan even you know and of course if it's someone that i know i have to say hello or if someone's work with them but for the most part people don't really but celebrities don't care but, mm. hey i met you at a mall we remember that moment because it meant so much to us but they don't remember they don't yeah. know why so people think that they want you to but they, they don't so the truth is you want to take a picture just take the picture you know yeah, you don't yeah, have yeah. to have a like people want to connect with them and like talk, it's like don't bother them like take a picture you want to get yeah it? sure so i love it and i love asking and that you know and the different people some people are really friendly and they want to talk some people don't but i love that I'm so lucky to do what I do for my job yeah. and that I get to go to premieres or parties or awards things and then and to be on the red carpet and to take photos and to share them with other people. It's like the best thing in the whole world. So it's tell me this. Better. So when you're there, like I have a bunch of friends like in the industry that are like either agents or repped highly and they have that mentality where it's like, dude, don't, oh my God, don't bother him. Or right. Don't do anything. They, and most people would never do it. And, and I, I'm the opposite. God. I feel like bad. poor Sam Jackson. Like I, you know, I was at the Oscars and he's getting a drink at the bar. I'm like, should I bother Sam Jackson? I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna bother Sam Jackson. <laughs> yeah, and he was great. And the truth is, he could say no. I'll be like, you know, Sam, may I take a photo with you? And he, he, he looks at you. He goes, sure. And then you know, but you know, some people have said no over the yeah. years, and who could they say no? They say, who cares? You know what I mean? Any so, notable people that you wanted to take a photo with that said no? Glenn Close, and it's oh, so okay. she did, and and it was the year she had won the Emmys, the Emmy for Damages, and she looked beautiful, and she was holding the and and we had real history, and I was going to tell her this story, and I walk up and I said, "Would you mind taking a photo?" And she's like, oh, "I don't do that," and kind of laughed, and I mm -hmm. thought she was kidding, oh, sure. and then I went in for the photo, and she I was like, "Nah," and then I was that's like, kind "Oh my god. god, that's kind of what Emma Roberts did to me at Sam's Bagels." Oh, she really? did not. Yeah. She said no. She well, I guess but she, she said she didn't have her makeup. She wasn't allowed, you know. I understand though. She right? wanted her makeup. So I asked her, like, I hey, you know, I'm really a big fan of you. Can I have a picture with you? I can't believe she said no. And she's like, she's like, uh, you know what? Next time, I mean, like, next time when I'm better right. dressed and ma make up, I'm like, no, I understand. I'm like, thank you. It's funny. I saw Cameron Diaz in a Petco and she looked horrible. <laughs> Horrible. No, no, she had no makeup on, and I sure. wouldn't, and I couldn't do it. There, I, I have oh, certain okay. boundaries, yeah, you know. Sure. And if you saw the picture that I took of Spike Lee and Barbara Streisand, I have boundaries. Like I knew that I couldn't shove my face in that picture and get yeah, in between sure. the two. That you know, you have to, you have to know your audience. You have to be right. respectful, you know. And, and you have to wait sometimes. You really want to get a photo with someone, you got to sure, wait, sure, sure. and you wait, and you do what you got to do. But I, I, you know, I feel so lucky to be there and so privileged to be there that I love sharing it with everybody. It's, there's yeah. nothing more fun than that than than. So that. Two angles I want to work here are one, I was at a I was at an ice cream place, and I was sitting with a guy in front of me, and he's a writer director, decently well has some good projects out there, repped by W. He's he's a decent person like in in Hollywood, and I saw a guy walk in, who my wife had this little crush on or something. And dude, the guy was like a B-list celebrity at at best. And <laughs> I saw him. There's no one in the store, so I'm thinking to myself, "There's no one in like the ice cream place or whatever." I'm thinking to myself, if there was a time someone would be like, "Fine, just grab a picture. I'll send it to my wife. I'll do it." I walked up to him <laughs> and I go, "Hey, you're so and so from this." Da, da, da. I didn't even I didn't know his first name. 
I forgot his first name or whatever. He's a director and you knew who he was? No, I was sitting with my director writer friend. Okay, got it. And he saw me go up, up there. And uh, I talked with this guy for like two seconds. He had a decent little conversation with me. And I was like, do you mind if I like snap a picture? For... And he's like, oh, no, no, thanks, man. And I go, I was like, okay, no worries. That was nice meeting you. I walked back, tail between my legs. And the guy across from me goes, dude, did he just nag you? Did like- You want to say who it is? Do you know who it is? I, do I know the guy? I, I'm trying to think of his- I don't want to say. I can't believe you don't know. Do you do know though? I I know him. You don't I think it's right to say. He uh, wasn't nice. So it's it's uh well I guess his name is uh Milo, uh, whatever something. He did the same thing. Fuck to me. you. No Fuck you. I, at the Emmy yeah. Awards, I said, "Will you?" I, I was at the Emmy <laughs> and I said, Can I and he says, "No, no, no Holy photo." Shit. The one from the one from This Is Us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same exact thing. He said no. No. How funny is that? He was a dick, and he was kind of a dick. Like he just wasn't nice. He yeah. wasn't nice. Like fuck Holy you! Holy shit! Yeah, I love. And, he, and again, and he's someone I have history with, and he was actually at my house and at a party, and I was gonna. But he was such a fucking asshole, I didn't even tell Dude, him. Dude, I'm telling you. And we will see. We know, and we never forget. You never forget. And not only do I not forget, we're shitting on him and telling how he's not a nice guy on a podcast that gets downloaded by a thousand people. So like, well, he's not I, nice to fans. Maybe he's nice to other people. Fine, no, that's fine. But like, still, and here, here was, here's my my point is, um, one, the guy who's actually decent the guy who i was sitting across from was eh, somewhat more i mean nah, maybe not more but like it was still embarrassing to go did he just fucking neg like that guy of all people and i'm like oh whatever i don't normally walk up to people and i think so i came up with this thing and i i write for entrepreneur magazine so i started writing a piece and i haven't sent it to my editor yet but about how if you are a C-list or a B-list talent in any regard, in entrepreneurship, I love you call him. A C. He's kind of an A-list because of that show. Because, because of maybe this not is any. Us? Yes, at least the first no two way. years. Not, not now, but the first two years, it was like. I feel like I feel like there's just A-list is. I think the majority of people know your name with your. I know your face. Right. And I'm like, I don't know your name. I don't know. I don't know what you, you're saying. You, which you probably don't even know this guy. I don't know him. Obviously. So like, I know Chris McCormick more than I know from Will and Grace, and I call. You I mean Eric I, McCormick? See, I don't even know his <laughs> right. name. Right. I'm like, who's Chris McCormick? That's funny. Eric McCormick. Right. And I'm like, oh, what's his what's his uh, his partner's there's name on um, the show? On the show. Sean Hayes. Sean Hayes. Yeah, I know Sean Hayes a little bit, but it's for me. I don't. Th I think the difference is like I don't believe you have that meeting with Tom Cruise, and you don't walk away from a meeting with Tom Cruise going, "Man, I want to fucking buy every single fucking movie right. that guy's ever done." Right. I agree. I, I think that's the difference between like true star power and what sets people apart. Like, and he's got a story where he walked up to because well, you see a bunch of people at Sam's. Brad Pitt was he's another all, one. Was he, awesome. He's nice. He's really nice. Yeah, I can't mean, mean to anybody. Amazing. And I'm thinking there's got to be, there's a difference there. Because I meet a bunch of people from like SNL. One guy was, he came on, uh, I met him through a couple of friends or whatever. He was not the nicest character ever. Was not. No, wasn't at all. And I was thinking to myself, fuck dude like I'm probably more successful in my right than you are like in my arena and thinking I think there's a difference between 
like truly illustrating the difference between what it takes to be a superstar and when people walk away from you going, fuck, am I the most, am I inspired and motivated right now from like whatever the, I just, oh my God, I'm go I gotta Google this guy. I gotta, like you walk away from anything with like Tom Cruise or Brad Pitt or these kind of people who have gotten there and you walk away going, they have something no one else has. Right. That X factor. Right. Agreed. I walk away with the, my, is it Milos? Milo. Milo. I walk away from that going, dude, I just told my wife about that story and now she's like, mm, I like Jake be Jake Gyllenhaal better anyway. You know what I mean? No, and I told and somebody at NBC and they couldn't, they were like, really? He's, I go, because you guys are NBC. He's correct. nice to you. Like, correct. But the other, like, it's funny, we were, we were walking out of the bathroom at the Emmys. Literally, there was no one even, just the two of us. And we were, and I was going to tell him a story. And I said, hey, Mom, I'm going to take a photo. And he was like, no, no photo. And I was right. like, Ugh, I'm not even going to tell you the story. I was like, <laughs> who cares? I love so that you have that that you had the same circuit. It almost same compounds. Person. And you know who else is awful to fans, and I hate it is Sasha Baron Cohen. He, oh, he won't. That seems... He won't take photos with pants. And I remember Entourage full circle. I was Entourage season three premiere, and it was you oh, were at there. I was at the premiere, okay. and, and he was there as a fan. And there were three boys. They were so nervous. They were so excited. Mm. They walked up and they and they terrified they said could we please take a photo with you and he said no he goes i only take characters in photo in car i only take photos in character only so he expects people to think he's walking down the street as borat like that like he what would never right that? so so listen so i saw him at i saw him somewhere and, and uh and we had history and i said hey Sonia, do you remember that he's like oh my god of course i said can we take a photo he's like, no i, I only got and i'm like wow so I, that's it that's I don't, you know what's hilarious to me though if that's the shtick like dude i only do photos in character i get that more than just being like no sorry at least he says something bro dude he put his hand on my back it was one of the most condescending things i did the lower back like oh no i'm sorry man no uh, so and I'm like, fucking fuck. I, I hope that I take all the money that I can and I start, when I start my production company and everything that I want to do, uh, just a fucking role that he wants comes across my desk. Did you accidentally summon me? No, I didn't, Siri. <laughs> That's and funny. I, and I just go, oh, fuck this guy. Like, just nothing. I love that. One time, like, it was the weirdest thing on earth to me. Like, and I'm a guy who, well, I guess, so we'll get into the second part of this, this lovely, lovely conversation, which meeting people, which is, uh, I don't like when my friends have other famous friends, I don't like for out of respect, I'm at their place or whatever. I don't get, I'm not the one person who's like taking a picture or act like I pretend like I'm there, <laughs> but I feel like that's not me. Like, I'm like, oh my God, I love your stuff. I don't want to, I want to be that but I feel bad at the same time that a lot of people I think uh, through like in that one situation, I'm trying to articulate this. No, but, it's, it makes you seem insincere or phony if you ask for yeah. a picture that but couldn't care less, ask for the picture. 
After, yeah, 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 because sure. Be, be, and, I, and of course I get it because people feel that everything you're saying, you're only saying because you want to get a picture at the end. Like you're not even being genuine. Oh, but it's, sure. But it's not true. Right. It's not true. It's so funny at the Oscars, this is, you know, Helen Mirren walked in and she looked so beautiful. And I literally followed her up a ramp and I said, I go, you look so beautiful. I go, this dress. And she was so happy. And I said, may I take a photo? She goes, oh, that's why you told me I look beautiful. You want a photo? Oh. And I said, no. I go, in fact, I, would, I don't even want, I don't care if we take a picture. You look. And she goes, of course. We can tell, and she was so sweet. But it is funny how people think, Sonny, that you're not sure. being genuine. So, but I, but that's not true. And what do you think about this? So, like, you've obviously dealt with a lot of celebrities, and over the years, over the decades, I think there's one. I, I wish the guy would come on and tell his side of the story. But um, one piece of meeting those people is they, the more famous you are, the the you have no anonymity anymore. Like. You never get the opportunity to introduce yourself, right? As like a human fucking being, right? You net Brad Pitt never gets to go. Oh, I'm Brad. You know what I mean? There's this quote they say: "Work so hard, you know, you no longer have to introduce yourself." Right, and hmm. that's on one end. That's great to l- hear and listen right. to as a motivational quote. On the other end, it's like I don't. I ha- Everyone knows who I am, and I don't get like this. Like. Hey, I'm this person, or I no, get to No, but they still do that. No, because even on a red carpet, when you're doing an interview, you're like, hi, I'm Brad. So nice to meet you. You still Sure. Say, but think about how unauthentic that is. Because everyone knows who you are. Right. Like, no, I don't I, need an introduction. Maybe. It, do they think like, because hey, it, Because I wish- you're still being, but you're still meeting someone for the first time. So even though, hi, I'm Brad, they don't know, they know who you are, but you're still meeting that person. You oh, know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. hi, I'm Brad. Like, you know, rather than. But like, think about the cliche response. Oh, I know who you are. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, ugh. That, okay. right, right, right. All right, well, then. Uh, right, I get know? it. Of course, of course. I do get that, though. But I think that it's funny. When I see clients on a red carpet, they're always so kind, and they shake the hand of the journalist, and, hi, I'm so-and-so. Yeah. Nice to meet you. And I think it makes that. I think it makes the other person feel more comfortable. The Maybe. journalist. Yeah. Oh, hey, I'm, I think I'm, so. uh, I'm Brad. I'm, uh, I'm Brad. I didn't know. Thanks, Brad. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Right, that's what I mean. Like, everyone knows Brad came into the bagel shop? Is that where it was? Yeah. That's where he came in. Were you dying? Oh, yeah. I didn't even... Did he wait in line? Uh, was there a line? I didn't notice. I was in the back. And then afterwards, I was just like... I was like, wait a minute. Is that Brad? I took their plates out. And now I'm like, holy shit, Who, it was is he, with, he wasn't with, not he was with Angelina? With, uh, no, he was with, like, other, I guess, like... Uh, I'm not sure, honestly, like, other kids or something like that. So... I was like, holy shit, I need to ask him for a picture. I want to meet him. Because I love his movies. I love his movies. And like World War Z was like one of the best movies I've ever seen of him. So then as he was walking out, I kind of was like just, you know, looking over and see if if he was ready. You were smart to wait till he walked out, right? So as soon as he walked out, I went outside. I'm like, hey, Brad, I'm a huge fan of yours. Like, may I please have a picture with you? And he's like, oh, yeah, of course, of course. So, yeah. Do you have the picture? Yeah. I want to see it. That that's that's diff- awesome. That's the difference between a fucking superstar, correct, and a no name. Right, they're always you, you know really really the famous ones are so nice. I don't yeah. Have you met Tom Cruise? No. I've heard Tom Cruise is the, the nicest. hardest working, yeah, and he's the nicest. nicest person. I had a client who worked with him, and he goes out of his way to be kind beyond belief and to put you at ease and to make sure. Right. You know, he calls you the night before. Or is that a burden that they carry that they have to carry around? You know, uh, burden for t- Tom Cruise is different. 
Oh my god, that's unbelievable! I looked at the Brad Pitt picture. That's yeah, awesome. yeah, that's great, right? Uh, and that's different because you know there's there's different levels of fame, and you know some levels are. Well, you know who's also like really humble? Uh, Sean Mendes. I met him there too. Really? Yeah. They all go to fucking Sam's. Who bay. knew? Yeah. Now Sam's is blowing. I gotta get Sam's as a sponsor on this. <laughs> I know, right? Unlimited it's, bagels it's for me. He, he flew back on a flight with me from Toronto to LA. Sean, oh. literally, he was right in front of me. The and I was like. I didn't know what to do, and I I, I, I wanted a picture. So so finally, we're like we're we're traveling, and we were like in the middle of the flight, and he was, and I go, and I got, I go, I tapped him on the shoulder. I said, "Excuse me," I said, "Can I?" And he ear put, He's like, "What?" She takes the ear. What? I said, "Can I take a photo with you?" And he's like, uh, "Sure." I was so embarrassed, and then, <laughs> and, then, and I did it, and I went back to my seat, and then the stewardess came out, and she did it, and then there was a, there was a bodyguard which I, who was sitting. Oh, the, he had a bodyguard oh. in in the cabin. I didn't know. I didn't know that, and then he followed the stewardess into the into the the galley and he said that was most unprofessional how dare you he made her feel this big and she goes but no, there was no one there it was just, you had no right you work for the airline he is a, he is a customer on this flight how dare you wow. she was wait crying. what did she do she asked for a photo also oh. she got down on her knee and she may take a photo and he was so sweet and he yeah. and, but then he went that he just ripped her apart the bodyguard said how dare you I'm going to write to the airline and how do you do? and she's like but I didn't bother any and he goes, you bothered him and I didn't get in trouble but she got in big trouble oh. Holy Not shit. weird. She got in big he trouble. He screamed because she came, and then she was crying, and she came out and said, "I got in so much if trouble." You're, if you're Sean Mendes and you see that, like, you feel like, like, no. Well, well he didn't know because the guy, but, but, but you know, he, this is what I'm thinking. So this is what I think. I think this this interesting topic for conversation, which is, I would love see. I have to be the bearer of my own bad news, but like, imagine if you had people around you, like Vince. Vince in Entourage didn't have to be, he didn't have to deliver any bad news. It was Ari that could deliver it and be right, the asshole. Right. Remember, oh, you don't remember. Damn it. I'm drawing want, all these inspirations. So he didn't want to do a stunt in this car once, but he wanted to be cool in front of the director. So he made his agent be the bad guy and say, nope, I'm not doing that. Not doing this. that. Right. But he was like, what? Come on. Like, you know, no insurance. The studio's going to, you know, the studio's not going to insure this. And I was thinking to myself, wouldn't that be nice to have the people around you be, you can be the nice guy, sure, I'll take a picture, and then have someone else make sure that that person I think was, never. I think there was a little bit of that. Do you know what I mean? I felt bad, but I'm sure that, yeah. Yeah, sure. I'm sure he knew that that when the bodyguard went up there that she was getting in trouble. Oh, sure. And that's awful. It's uh, like, you know, she didn't, I don't know, it didn't bother anybody. I do understand people's privacy. And was I this on first plane. class? Yes. Yeah. I used miles to upgrade. I would never, you know, <laughs> I true. But it was, and there were only three rows, and he was in the second row. But I, and again, she just squatted down, and she was so sweet. I, I mm. who cares? Like, I feel like he's well, Shawn Mendes. Like, that's like, what I mean. Who cares? I might have stopped the, like, no, absolutely, no. Nah. I mean, who knows? Again, you're right. He's Shawn Mendes. It works both sides, though. He's a guy who's famous, and everyone would do that if they could. Right. I guess you do expect, like, and I guess it's a higher standard. That the people that are working and serving aren't the right. fanboys. Right. So right. it's like if anyone is not the fanboy or fangirl here, it should be the professionals or what, working. Or you wait till the end of the flight. At the end, you go, sure. would, I, would it be okay? I don't know if yeah. I would have done it, but I wouldn't have screamed at the girl. But I, but sure. I understand that you know she probably didn't do the right thing. Well, I, then again, what do you do? Like, what she? She's not going to go back. If she goes back, then you bitch her out, right? 
Well, if it's like one, it's already and done. And it was already done, That's exactly. What, I mean. what are you making it feel so bad yeah, for? I agree. And like, yeah, no one's going to see that or recognize that. No. Right. I'm glad you don't get trouble at work. Don't go up to that person and take a picture. <laughs> they would never tell you not to, right? No. Oh, would April, they? No, April was like, April's our manager. She was like, Don't bother him. Yeah, she's like, No, like, don't bother. And I'm like, No, I'm going to do it. There's no way. And he's never been to Sam since. Has he been back? That's not why. <laughs> he was taking a picture of. Can you imagine that's your fault? Yep. No. And it's all Mitchell's no. fault. He's never been no. back for a bagel since. There's it's a amazing. Pinkberry that's right down the street. Uh, it's on the corner of, I think, Poinsettia and Sunset. And I was there late one night, and Steven Tyler was there. And I, I know, and I was with my husband, and Bill says, don't bother him, don't bother I go, and he had a bodyguard, just the two of them. I go, well, let me at least ask, no, let me no. Ask the bodyguard. If it's okay, sure, if it's sure, okay. Sure. He's, don't, and Bill was terrified, and I was so pissed, and I didn't do it. So, of course, so it was like eight months later, I saw him somewhere else, and he was the, and I said, and I told him the story about Pink, because I can't believe you didn't ask me. Of course I would have taken a picture, and I said, well, now I know for future reference. Do, do you think that's authentic? Yes, with Steven Do Tyler, definitely. He's unbelievable. I think I would use that as an excuse. Really? I think I would. I think I would <laughs> you should have told. Come on. Right. Now I no, come he's across incredible. as the greatest person. He, he's so warm and loving and It's kind. like, sure, yeah. You know what I mean? But at right. the time, you never know what that's they're thinking. That's true. Right. I think it was a good move. Oh, no, you didn't do anything. I didn't do it. But I think it. I think it's a respectful move to ask the bodyguard. Right. Yeah. But, yeah it wouldn't let I me think do it's very, either. like, do you, would it be okay? Would, could, would it be would okay to ask for a photo? That's what I mean. Yeah. I remember Oprah. I was at a taping of of Ellen, and Oprah was there, and people were like, "Don't you, don't you bother Oprah?" And I'm like, "I'm fucking asking Oprah for a picture. Yeah, You're sure. not stopping me." They're like, <laughs> no. and she was walking down the hall, and I was like, uh, "Oprah," and she said, "Of course," and, and Jen, I did it. Cool. And if she said no, she would have said no, but I, she said, "Yeah." Do you respect someone for saying no, or like? I don't. I think it's disgusting. I, I, yeah. I, I could tell you, you know. Mahershala Ali, you know who that is? Oh. He'll say no every time. I don't even bother anymore. Oh, he refuses wow. to do it. And then he says to me, I feel bad. I know that I should say yes. I'm like, don't you understand that it takes longer to argue with people? And to not, just to take picture. the picture? Like, yeah. who yeah, yeah, cares? Yeah, sure. I don't even understand why. So I don't even bother anymore. Do I like it's their ego that-, that I don't know. I think certain people just don't just... like it. I don't know why. Like, it's funny, the Sasha Baron Cohen, on my actual birthday, we were in Palm Springs and he was eating in the exact same restaurant that we were in and he bought the house that I used to live in. He bought my old house. He didn't buy it from me, he bought people I sold it to and we have all this history. I said, I'm not even gonna bother. I'm not even, he's not gonna care, it's my birth. He's not gonna take a picture. No, I'm not, it says, what's the point? Like, and it's so sad when you when, when someone has been, you know, disappointed you so many times that you don't even bother anymore. Sad. Yeah. Everybody should be so happy and grateful. It's like I, I think, I think you have to do. I think it's it's, it's all a, part of it's it. It's a responsibility. Of course it is. Like otherwise, sorry, but you want to know how easy it is to like get out of the spotlight. Tell everyone you ever meet to go fuck off. Do you know what I mean? Just like cannibalize it. Then if you don't really don't want it, just... if you if you make it known, I fucking hate this. Hey, uh, uh, hey stewardess. No, bitch. I'm not taking that photo. That goes viral. No one likes you anymore. Right. You're not famous. There you go. Go to your anonymity. Right. Just right? Like, like that. No, I just feel like if you're there and you want to be that superstar and you, dude, I don't turn, I written to my fault almost. I don't turn down coffees to meet new people. Right. Right. It's just like, it's how I met him yeah. now meeting you. Like you never know. I just feel like if someone asks and I can make it happen and it's not too far away from my office, I try to make it at the end of the day. I'm like, fuck, what did I get done today? 
at the same time, I'm thinking. But also, you're so young, and that's all I did when mm -hmm. I was young. And like every night, going to the improv and seeing comics, and you know, and it's so funny when I, in the late '80s, it was you know Larry David and, and Jerry Seinfeld and Ben Stiller and Judd Apatow, and, and and they had no credits, none of these people. And uh, who else did the improv? Uh, Ellen DeGeneres, Rosie O'Donnell. It was just Jeez. so, isn't that crazy? All just trying, and a lot of them. Those are all people you struck out with? They, we would all hang out at the improv together. <laughs> all uh, And more. I mean, there was, yeah. oh, it was crazy. And then there were a lot that didn't make it too. But it, yeah, it was so much fun. It was just a different time. But I was out every single night and all the time. And you do that's what you do when you're young. And I think it's fun and you never know. That, you know, you meet him and then because of him, you met me. Right. I love that you do it. You I think it's great. Know. Right. Okay. Especially when you're young. I agree. All right, so that's where it ends. Okay. That's where this is. You've been amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. I loved every second of it. Will you come back on too? Yes, of course. All right. We've got way too many stories to talk I about. I know. And way too many Milos to fucking that shit we, on. And that, that funny? The same that person was disrespectful to both of us. My wife is going to hysterically so all laugh people. at this. All I'm so glad you made me tell on the hair. And now hopefully... 1,386 people will also hate him on this. So Just not that he's not nice to fans. They have to hate him, but oh, not yeah, nice sure. to fans. You don't have to hate him, I guess. Right. But like, at least don't like... I don't know if that's going to go on. Did you hear that on your thing? Yeah. Yeah. Oops, I don't know if that's going to be recorded. But fine. Stephen Levy, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. It was me. a pleasure to have and you. Thank, thank you. you. I loved thank every you. second of it. Thanks, Mitchell. Thank you, Mitchell. Sam. One more thing to say. You, do it, man. So... As far as, like, people in their 20s and stuff like that, they often say, like, I feel like, uh, like, as far as relationship-wise and dating and stuff like that, like, so a lot of, like, as an individual, as me, yeah, it's nice to have someone by your side and date someone and settle down with someone, but at the same time, like, I have so many achievements that I want to achieve, like, so many goals that I want to pursue that I feel like, how do I know if she's the right one? How do I know if, like, if, like, uh, if my time invested in her is worth, you know, my priorities, yeah. I just don't know. I, Deep. Uh, yeah. That's, wow, that's a good one. Yeah. On that note, how do you know? Yeah, like, or like. Yeah. Honestly, it's so funny, but you're so young. You know because you know when it's not right. Like, you don't realize right. it, but even Bill and I had 17 years, but there were two I had before Bill. One was a year and one was two years. And I just remember, I knew, I just knew it wasn't right. And I tried so hard, you know, to make it better. And even like, it's so funny because this one, one person would say, I wish you were more athletic. I wish you were more outdoorsy. I'm like, fuck They would tell you, you that. Fuck you. Sure. And it's funny, now I am. Like, it's so funny. I am more athletic and I am more outdoorsy. But I, and it really hurt my feelings. But the truth is, I met my husband when I was 39. So I think you got a lot of shit to get done. Right. And listen, and if you could meet a girl that, 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 respected your time I mean like your wife obviously is amazing and she's patient and she understands right 100%. right yeah. so if you met a girl that was cool but most of them are <laughs> they'll say that they are right. and then they want you know they want yeah. to spend a lot of time with you and you right. you know they, they, yeah. I think you could handle both you can handle both I think that you know and I think you'd be a great boyfriend I, I think you could I, and I the answer to your question is I think you would know and I think the right girl you could handle her and she could handle you it okay. would be right it'd be All easy, right. easy. Yeah. Are you still gonna break up with your girlfriend now? <laughs> no. 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 You're gonna stay with her. Uh, Let's no, announce I, it on here on no, Not Boring no. Business. <laughs> Let's get the scoop, I, Mitchell. No, I don't have a girlfriend. Oh, okay. I don't have a girlfriend. No, I'm dating. I'm dating. Yes. I'm Just dating like someone. You're being and so far, so good. Yeah, so far, so good. But right. Yeah. Like she understands that I'm busy and stuff like that, and um, 
And yeah, she supports me in everything I do, and I and doesn't I, put pressure on you to see her uh, more. Um, no, mm. no, no, she Be doesn't. <laughs> no, no, is she pressuring you? No, she's not. Okay, All right. I, but I just feel like if th- there has been times where like I don't see her, or I don't text her for really long periods of time, or I don't, Ooh. and you know, and girls they like attention, you know, they you know. Yeah, they do. And um, but she, overall, she she like and she she supports me, and she uh, she's a good person. Yeah. Well, my opinion, you should text her. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care how busy you are. It takes right. even while we're sitting here right here. Thinking, Dude, text, thinking of text you. Text her right now. Thinking of, no, text that, her right now. Thinking goes, of you. Well, no, no. He might not do that, though. I'm we, on the we, podcast. We've got to talk after the podcast. Right. i got a lot to say okay. about you, that. You check this out. She's hey, well, I'm on the podcast. This is how much I, you mean to me. Right. All right. You know? Yeah. Or not. Or not. Right. Jeez, Mitchell. Later. All right. You ready? Right. Yeah. Thank, Thank you so much, Steven. Thank you. Thank you, Steven. Thanks, you guys. Thanks, man. To be continued.